I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check It Inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to another special time in God's presence as I share God's word with you. And I know that God's word is going to touch you and transform your life forever. Hallelujah. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. For it is written, the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. And our Lord God, our lives will never remain the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, many Christians struggle with the Christian life because of certain things that they've not understood. And God never intended for us to struggle. He never planned for us to struggle. Hallelujah. The Bible says, those that have entered my rest have ceased from struggle. Hallelujah. They've ceased from struggle. We're not supposed to struggle in our Christian world. And if you struggle, it's because of certain things that you probably don't know or you've not put to work. That's why you struggle. Hallelujah. One day, one of the disciples of Jesus, Philip, in the book of John chapter 14, I'm reading from verse 8. Philip went to Jesus and he said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it sufficed us. Show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Show us the Father. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered him, verse 9, Jesus said unto him, Have I been with you so long time? Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Hallelujah. Jesus was surprised. He said, I've been with you this long, and you don't even know me? Ha, ah, this is deep. He that had seen me had seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So why are you saying, show me the Father? This is deep. 
Remember Jesus had said, I and the Father, we are one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are one. Do you know that the person who walked on the face of the earth in the person of Jesus, he was God. Though he was man, he came as a man, but he was God. And he looks exactly like his father. Hallelujah. Exactly like his father. Glory to God. He said, have I been with you this long time and you're still asking to see the Father? Don't you know me? Hey. Hallelujah. Then he went on to say in verse 10, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Don't you believe it, Philip? In other words, he was saying, don't you believe that I am one with the Father? Because if someone is in another person and that person is in him, it means they are one. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. They are one. He says, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Hallelujah. This is all these miracles you are seeing happen. The blind eyes opening, the lame walking, demons being cast out. These are the works of the Father, not me. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He said, even the words that I speak, they are not my words. The Father is the one that inspires me to speak these words. Hallelujah. And I, as a, as, a, as a minister of the gospel, I completely and totally understand it. Because many times when I stand to share the word, for example, I don't even have a clue of what I'm going to say. But then the Spirit of God takes over and he begins to speak through my mouth. And I find myself saying things that I have never said before or even thought about. Things that are very new. Things I did not know before. I find myself saying those things. So at the end of the day, I'm able to go back and listen to a message that I preached. And I get blessed. Because I didn't know all those things before. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He's the one that inspires me to say the things that I say. Hallelujah. He says, believe us, stand again. Believe us thou not that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Hallelujah. But then go to verse 11. He says, believe me. He's trying to reemphasize it. He says, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. You have to believe it. Or else, believe for the very work's sake. If you don't believe just because um, logically it doesn't make sense to you, I can understand that. But for the miracles you have seen, believe it. How can you explain? A woman goes to the doctors and they do a check and they find fibroid in her system. And they say to her, the only way this thing can go out is through surgery. A surgical operation. 
And then she goes to a man of God and he prays for her. And suddenly in the next 5-10 minutes, she begins to pass out something from her body. And they do another check. Fibroid is gone. How can you explain it? Sure, it was a miracle. That's the work. That's a, that's a miracle. The work of the Spirit of God. How can you explain that? Hallelujah. He says, believe me, if not for anything, for the very work's sake. Hallelujah. Because of these things that you see, the power of God in display. Hallelujah. Then verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now he's, he's, introduced, he's introducing us into something new here. He said, yes, I'm the one, I'm, I'm doing all these things. The Father is expressing himself through me. But his plan is not to express himself only through me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The plan of the Father is not to express himself only through me. He actually intends to express himself through everyone that believes in me. So he said, he that believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Glory to God. Because Jesus came to raise a tribe of miracle workers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He came to raise a tribe of miracle workers. He didn't come to do the works alone and go and everything goes back to normal. No. He came to start a fire that will burn for all eternity. Glory to Jesus. The fire of the Holy Ghost in the hearts of men. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these. He's going to not only do the things that I did, but he's going to do even greater works. Why? Because I go to my father. What, what does that mean? I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be going. So you're going to continue from where I stopped. Has it, has it dawned on you that Jesus said that those that believe in him will do greater works than he did? Has it dawned on you? you know, sometimes people wonder and say, I mean, Jesus did it all. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He opened blind eyes. He cast out demons. What greater work could there be? Hallelujah. He, but he said it. He said, we shall do greater works. So you might want to wonder, what greater works could there be than these? Hallelujah. What greater works? Do you know? Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Do you know that it is us that are appointed to win souls to the Lord. And that is the greatest miracle for someone 
they'll be raised from the dead. When I'm talking about the dead, I'm talking about eternal damnation. Hallelujah. For someone to be given new life in Christ, Jesus couldn't do it. He couldn't. That was one miracle that Jesus could not do. Hallelujah. Why? While Jesus was on earth, the sacrifice had not been made. So no one could receive salvation. No one could be born again. So when he preached, he only said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, it's almost here. It's not here yet. It's almost here. Hallelujah. So he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was preparing them for salvation. Hallelujah. And then after that, he died. And paid the price. The ultimate sacrifice was done and then Jesus was raised from the dead hallelujah and he said I am the vine and you are the branches we are the branches the branches of the tree are where the fruits are produced the branches we are the fruit producing part of the tree hallelujah so Jesus could not win not even one soul without us hallelujah and that is the greatest miracle ever helping someone to receive eternal life hallelujah glory to god that's what he called us to do that's the assignment that we have to bring people to, to turn people from darkness to light from the power of satan unto god he gave us the responsibility Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, greater works shall we do. So in the mind of God, the salvation of a soul is a greater miracle than a blind eye opening. The salvation of a soul is a greater miracle than the lame walking. Hallelujah. The Bible says, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world? but loses his soul. Hallelujah. If you preach to a blind man, or if you pray for a blind man, and he received his sight, but after receiving his sight, he didn't receive salvation, and he went to hell eventually, of what use was the healing? Nothing. It would have been better for him to be blind and receive salvation. So salvation is a greater miracle than the blind eye opening. Glory to God. Jesus said, I won't be able to do those greater miracles because I'm going to go to my Father. But you are going to be here. You'll be able to do that. Hallelujah. And then he said, once that is your priority, turning people from darkness to light. Verse... 13, he said, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. It's something similar to what he said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things 
shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When your priority, when what matters to you the most is bringing souls into the kingdom of God, helping people to find, to receive eternal life. When that is your priority, he said, whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name I will do it. Hallelujah. What is your priority? Glory to God. He says, verse 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, in line with your work, in line with soul winning, he says, I will do it. I will do it. This is a blank check. This is a blank check. Whatever you shall ask the Father, he, he said, whatever. I'm going to explain this thing because some people might understand this scripture wrongly and try to use it selfishly. It's just like somebody giving you a job. Um, let's say somebody employs you to be a chef, right? And then there are menus you have to prepare and stuff like that. Now, here's the person employing you. So whatever you need for the job, you get it now? Whatever you need for the job, he'll make available. If you ask him, he'll make available for you. You need flour, he'll make it available for you. You need an oven to bake, he'll make it available for you. Because you are working for him. And at the end of the day, he's still going to pay you a salary so you can meet up with your needs. Hallelujah. Because you are under his employment. The same way when you are under God's employment in the area of soul winning, whatever you ask, he will give it to you. Whatever you need for the job, you ask him, he will give it to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. The proof of your love is in the keeping of his word. When you hear that commandment, the first thing that comes to your mind should not be the Ten Commandments. That shouldn't be the first thing that comes to your mind. Commandment basically saying the things that I command you, the things I tell you to do, keep them, do them, observe them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One day somebody went to meet some guys, went to meet Jesus. Say what? will we do that we might do the works of God? Jesus said to do the works of God is to believe in the one that he sent. If you want to do the works of God, the most important thing is to not just that uh, you want to do the works of God, you need to believe in Jesus. And you have to do the word. That's the proof that you love him. Hallelujah. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hallelujah. Now he's introducing us to something again that is new. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. 
I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. What is he saying? The Greek word for another comforter is alos parakletos. Alos. Alos means another. And parakletos or parakletos is comforter. Now when he says alos, like I've explained before, the Greek language is more, is, 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 is richer than the English language when it comes to philosophical terminologies. The Greek language is richer than the English language when it comes to philosophical terminologies. Hallelujah. For example, the word another in English is just another. But when it comes to go into the Greek, it's, uh, there are different words for another. For example, if you have another uh, a microphone like this one, if I say you have another of the same kind and another of a different kind, hallelujah, or for example, the t-shirt I'm putting on right now, if I say there is another that is just like this, exactly like this, or another that's of a different kind. So if I say Alos, Alos t-shirt, for example, I mean another t-shirt that is exactly like this. But if I say heteros t-shirt, I'm talking about any other t-shirt, another t-shirt that is not exactly like this, but it's just a t-shirt. Hallelujah. So when he was saying Alos Paracletos, he was saying, I'm going to pray the Father and he will give you Alos Paracletos, another comforter that is exactly like me. Oh, hallelujah. Because at some point, the disciples were beginning to get worried because Jesus was telling them, oh, I'm going to be going. I'll go to the Father and all that. And they were like, he had become their comforter. Do you understand? When they were in the boat and there was a storm, he was sleeping and they were scared for their lives. Who did they run to? They ran to him. And he calmed the storm. Hallelujah. Peter was walking on the water and then he turned his eyes and he looked at the boisterous waves and he began to drown and he cried out to the master for help and Jesus saved him. One day in the book of Matthew chapter 17, some disciples were trying to cast out a demon from a little boy and they couldn't seem to cast the demon out. And they went to Jesus. And Jesus dealt with the situation. So he had become their comforter. He had become their go-to person. Whatever they needed, they went to him. But now he was telling them, I'm going to be going away. And sorrow started filling their heart. They're like, who is going to help us? Who is going to be there for us? Who is going to pray for us? Remember Peter's mother-in-law? She was sick with a fever and she was lying and she couldn't. She was helpless. And then the Bible says Jesus touched her. And instantly this fever left her. And she got up and attended to them. So he had become their comforter. But now he's telling them, he said, listen, I'm going to pray to the Father for those that believe me and obey my commandments, do my words. And he will send you another comforter that is exactly like me. He's going to talk like me. He's going to act like me. He's going to heal like me. He's going to deliver like me. 
But then this one, there's going to be something different about this one. Hallelujah. Verse 17, he goes on to explain deep. He says, For the, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. The world cannot receive this comfort I'm talking about. Because they can't see him. They, can't, they, 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 can't, they, they, they don't know him. They can't see him. The world doesn't know him. Hallelujah. But we are different. We are different. Glory to God. We are different. He says, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you. Right now he is with you. While he was talking with them, he says he dwells with you. He is amongst you. Why? In Jesus. He was in their midst. But then he says, and shall be in you. Oh, glory to God. He shall be in you, in you, in you. Glory to God. He says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He shall be in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Does he dwell in you? If he does, you are different from the rest of the world. The problem with some believers is that they, they, they don't know. They don't know. They have not come to know who the Holy Spirit is. They don't know. They don't have an idea. And that's not the plan of God. We are not ignorant like the rest of the world. We are not like the rest of the world living in ignorance. No, we know things. We know things. Nothing should come to you as a surprise, as a child of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know? Do you know? This is, this is amazing. This is amazing. The book of Amos chapter 3. And I'm reading verse 7. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. He says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto the servants his prophets. He says he will do nothing without revealing it first to his servants, the prophet. Hallelujah. Now, in, in specific terms, there are those who occupy the office of a prophet. Hallelujah. There are those who occupy the office of the prophet, but in general terms, all of God's children are prophetic. All of God's children are prophetic. And that happened as an answer to, to the prayer of Moses, which I'm going to show you. Hallelujah. All of God's children are prophetic. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. The book of Numbers, chapter 11, 
verse 29. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now something had happened in the camp of Israel and Moses had called 70 guys. Of the 72 of them didn't come, Eldad and Midad. They remained back in the camp. And when Moses anointed the others, the anointing went and hit the guys that remained in the camp and all of them began to prophesy. And so some of the guys came to Joshua and Cole came to meet Moses and said, Moses, those two guys that refused to come for the meeting, the power of God still hit them over there and they're prophesying. This is not supposed to be right because they, they, they didn't listen to it. They didn't come for the meeting. And Moses said unto him, says, envious thou for my sake. Don't be envious because of me. Then he said, I woe to God that all the Lord's people were prophets and that he will put his spirit upon them. Do you understand? When the spirit of God comes upon you, he makes you prophetic. Do you understand? This was a prayer of Moses. I would to God that all of God's people were prophets and that he will put his spirit upon them. Glory to God. Moses prayed that prayer. And after the ascension of Jesus and the spirit of God came down from heaven, he filled all the disciples that were present and they were all prophetic people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we read in Amos chapter 3 verse 7 that God will not do anything except he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. So nothing should happen as a surprise in your life without first knowing. Nothing should happen as a surprise. Glory to God. Nothing, nothing, nothing should happen as a surprise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Bible says he will tell you of things to come. He will tell you about things to come. He will give you insights. Do you understand? That's what is called word of wisdom. Insight into reality. Do you understand? He will give you an idea of what is to be expected. That's why it beats my imagination. I can understand why there are believers who don't understand that there is a crazy, there's a crazy antichrist agenda in these last days that is being carried out. And many Christians are living in darkness. They don't know. Hallelujah. I want to show you something. That is scripture that they quote and they say, after all, the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the mind of uh, the heart of man. The mind of man has uh, conceived the things that God has prepared for us. So they, 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 their mindset is like, oh, there are big surprises for us. Glory to God. There's, there are big surprises. I want us to go to that scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. Okay, let me read verse 9 first. Verse 9 to verse 10. Oh, glory to God. Verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. 
Now, if you stopped there, you would think that, well, there are some things that ah, should be a surprise to God's people that he's keeping as a surprise for them. Praise God. Look at verse 10. The first word in verse 10 is, but. Hallelujah. But. So when you see but, it's a connection. It's connected to what was being said before. So even though most eyes have not seen, look what he's saying. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. So when the people of the world are surprised, we are not surprised. Nothing happens with us without us first knowing and preparing for it. Nothing happens without us first knowing, whether good or hard. Nothing happens without God first letting us know about it. Hallelujah. If you truly have the Holy Spirit inside of you, he will give you an idea. You will have an idea deep in your heart. You will just know that there is something. You will just know. He said, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. Glory to Jesus. And this is one thing that many believers need to focus on. Connecting the fellowship of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The fellowship of the Spirit. Kinonia. That's why Paul the Apostle in that prayer in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 13 verse 15. He prayed that prayer. He said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship. The kinonia, communication, the communion of the Holy Spirit with you always that's something that believers need to work on that fellowship hallelujah glory to god when that fellowship of the holy spirit is alive and well in you i'm telling you you will know about things before they happen you'll be prepared about things before they happen hallelujah glory to god i can tell you time and time again in my life when God prepared me for something that was to come. Hallelujah. God knew the pandemic. There was going to be a pandemic. He knew that churches would be closed. And many ministers who were into full-time ministry. He knew that it would be difficult for them at the time. And one year before time. He told me, he said, I want you to go into a new type of ministry. I want you to start a new kind of church. An online church. And I started it one year before it happened. So when the pandemic came and all, people were not allowed to go to church. And they we were on. Because we were prepared one year before time. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. So many times I've gone through things in my life. The Spirit of God prepared me ahead of time. And nothing came to me by surprise when it came. And that's exactly what God wants in your life too. Hallelujah. So you are not like the rest of the world. 
You don't go out one day and suddenly you have an accident and you die. No, sir. No, ma'am. That's not supposed to be. If you have the Holy Spirit, you should be prepared. The Bible says that an ear shall hear a word from behind you saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. But more than that, I want you to see something. Verse 10 again, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11 says, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of, a, of man, which is in him. For example, the things I'm thinking about, the plans I have for the future and all. I have the plans, you don't know them. I know them because it's inside of me. And except I tell you, you won't know. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that Spirit of God is the one that we have. So he's able to reveal to us the plans of God. Do you understand? That is what I told you. Word of wisdom. Insight into reality. Insight into the plans and purposes of God. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, Now we have, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Do you understand that there is a spirit of the world? Many people don't know this, but there is a spirit of the world. Hallelujah. I've told you before, one clue. When you see everybody in the world going in a certain direction, be careful. Just be careful. Stop and look deep into the matter. Because there is a spirit of the world. When that spirit comes, the whole world is just carried away in that direction. But it says we are different. We have not received the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. We have received the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Oh, hallelujah. We have received the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. That we might know what our inheritance is. That's how we receive the Holy Spirit. But it's not enough to know what has been given to you freely of God. The next verse, verse 13. He says, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Hallelujah. This is deep. And I really can't exhaust this today. But this is really powerful. Really, really powerful. The Holy Spirit. He's there to reveal what belongs to us. The things that have been freely given to us. For example, salvation. Eternal life is ours. Given to us freely. Because we are children of God. Healing is ours. 
Financial prosperity is ours. Hallelujah. Promotion is ours. These things have been freely given to us. But it's possible for you to have been given these things, but you are still suffering. That's why he said, which things also we speak. You have to speak them. You have to declare them. You have to say it. When you say, I'm blessed and highly favored, you are not braggadocious. You are saying the truth according to God's word. When you say, I am rich, I am powerful, I'm influential. You are speaking the truth of God's word. When you say, I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. You are speaking the truth of God's word. He says, with things also we speak. Hallelujah. For when you say it, the Bible says, whosoever shall say, shall have whatsoever he saith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Jesus walked on the face of this earth. But he had the Holy Ghost inside of him. He was one with the Spirit. But by the time he was to leave, he promised to send another comforter just like him to do the same things that he did. But this time around, he, that comfort that he was to send will dwell in us. So the world can see him. The world doesn't know him. But we know him. For he is with us. He dwells in us. He speaks to us. Hallelujah. And then he reveals things to us. Nothing comes to us by surprise. He prepares us for the future. Nothing happens by chance in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nothing happens by chance in our lives. Glory to God. He will reveal to us. He, will let, he lets us know our rights and our privileges in Christ. But it's not enough to know these things. You have to say these things. You have to declare these things. You have to demand these things. And when you do so, you will get it. And that way you can live a glorious Christian life. Hallelujah. There are fathers of faith which I have looked up to over the years. There are some of them I read about them and I watched their lives until the very point where they left this earth. They lived glorious, victorious lives. Hallelujah. And those are the people that I look up to. If it worked for them, it will work for us too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm sure you've been inspired. Take advantage of the Spirit of God that is inside of you. And if you've not received the Holy Spirit, you can pray a simple prayer and welcome Him into your heart by saying, Precious Holy Spirit, I am born again and I open up my heart to receive you into my spirit. Come in and fulfill your ministry in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm telling you, when you pray that simple prayer, the Spirit of God comes. Some of you, you will begin to speak in tongues immediately. Some of you, you begin to see other manifestations in your life. Things will change. Hallelujah. For the rest of you, I'm going to pray this prayer. Father, I pray for your people. That your hand that rests mightily upon them will be evident in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you open their eyes to see what they ought to see. 
Open their ears to hear what they ought to hear. Open their minds to know what they ought to know. And let there be a transformation in their lives. Let nothing happen in their lives by surprise, by accident, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the fire of your spirit burn in the hearts of these ones. For you said, they that know their God will be strong and they will do exploit. Let these ones do exploit in your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm sure you have been fired up. I'm sure you have been blessed. Glory to God. And you will live a glorious life knowing that the Spirit of God dwells in you. God bless you. And I'm going to come to you again. Until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's Word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.